Thank you that you created us to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We thank you, Lord God, as we assemble ourselves again today, this day, that you would give us a rhema word from your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. You guys, come on in and join in, join in, join in. We're getting ready to start. We're getting ready to start. We're getting ready to start. Getting ready to start. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It says, so then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. Good God, what do you mean suffer? You know, none of us want to suffer. I mean, you know, when I accepted Jesus Christ, um, my whole thing was... uh, Okay, God, uh, a bed of roses, right? They didn't tell me that when I accepted Jesus Christ that I was going to have to fight the fight of faith. I was going to have to fight the good fight of faith. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, I didn't join no. I didn't join the Lord's army to fight. I mean, I I wanted peaches and cream and a bed of roses. But you know, when He's talking about suffering, really, what He's talking about is our flesh. How many of you know that? The only thing that's suffering is our flesh. The spirit is fine. The only thing that's suffering is our flesh. The spirit is okay. It's like, it's okay. It's okay, Pearl. Your spirit is okay. The only thing that's suffering is your flesh. That's the only thing. The only thing that's suffering is our flesh. The spirit is fine. It's the flesh that's suffering. And the thing that causes our flesh to suffer, the thing that causes our flesh to suffer is when we don't want to do, when we don't want to do what God say do. Every time that we say no to God, what God wants, we say yes to what our flesh wants. And every time we say no to what our flesh wants, we say um, yes to what God wants. Right? Right? Every time we say no to what God wants, we say yes to what uh, our flesh wants. So... He says, arm yourself likewise. 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 I think I'm going to have to go back to my Wisdom Walk page also because people are having a hard time finding me. Arm yourself likewise. Arm yourself likewise. Arm yourself likewise. If I sent you a link, click on your YouTube link on that picture at the top. It will, t- And when you open up that video, it's going to take you. It's going to take you. Give me one moment, please. It's going to take you to. It's going to take you. To my page.
and I make sure that when you come on my page that you when you click on that video it's going to open up hit like and subscribe and you should be able to see me okay okay give me one second one minute one moment let me see if I'm still on um Yes, we're still on. I'm still on. Um, I'm on my podcast also. Glory, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. John, help bring one of my friends on here. I may have to go back to Wisdom Walk, right? So everyone can be able to join in. Okay, um, it says, so then, since Christ suffered physical pain. You must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. When we suffer in the flesh, he said, guess what? You finished with sin. (laughs) Why is this? Because when you say no to what the flesh want, we're saying yes. Every time we say no to what our flesh want, we're saying yes to what God wants. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. Every time we say no to what our flesh want, we're saying yes to what God want. Every time we say no to what our flesh want, we're saying yes to what God want. Give me a second here, a minute, a moment. I think I'm at to go back to my Wisdom Walk page and, and um, do YouTube Live at the same time. Because people are having trouble switching over. Yes. 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 I'm on 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4. Good. Good. Hold tight. Hold tight. Good, good, good. Thank you, Lord. Since I'm glad you was able to find me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here, Nisi. Okay, yes, we're reading 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4 and 1. And we're going to go over it again. It says, So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourself with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. So what is he saying? I'm going to go over this again. What is he saying? He's saying, uh, whenever we don't do what our flesh want, it causes our flesh to suffer, right? Our spirit is fine. The only thing that's suffering <laughs> is our flesh. The Lord said, Pearl, you good, you good, you good, you good. The only thing that's suffering is your flesh. And the reason the flesh is suffering is because you said no. And the flesh don't like it when it can't get its way. It don't like it. None of our flesh do. 
So we're going on 1 Peter 4 and 2. He said, you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of, the, of God. You know what? I am anxious. I can honestly say, I am anxious to do the will of God. I am anxious to do the will of God. I am anxious to do the will of God. I am anxious. I am anxious to do the will of God. I am. I am really hungry for the word of God. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Arm yourself likewise. Because we're going on this ride. We're going, this flesh is going to suffer. But when, when we, he says that, for if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. Right? He said, you finished with sin. Because, hey, we done told the flesh, no, it done lost. It lost that battle. It lost that battle. Right? It lost that battle. Give me one second, please. It lost that battle. We told that flesh, no, and that's what it is. It is what it is, right? Give me one second, one second, one minute, one moment. Okay, so here we go. Let's keep on going. It says you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, right? We're not going to be trying to get our needs met. It's not about us trying to get our needs met. It's about God supplying us and meeting our needs as he has promised to do so, right? We won't, we won't be spending our lives chasing after we what we want, but we'll be spending our lives chasing after what God wants. When we are, when we crucify this flesh, every time we say no to what the flesh wants, we say yes to what God wants. That is awesome and powerful. And so every time we say yes to God, we have fulfilled the will of God for that day, for that second, for that minute, for that moment. This is why Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things, it will be added unto us. He said, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. First, 1 Peter 4, 2. He says, you're going to be anxious to do the will of God. Father, I thank you that we are anxious to do your will. We are excited about doing what you have asked us to do. I am so anxious. I'm excited, you know, to hurry up and get to the word to see, Lord, what is it that you have? What are you saying to me today? This is your letter to me. I am reading another letter from the Lord. I am reading his text message to us. Okay, Lord, so what else are you saying? First Peter 4 and 3. He says, you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their immortality and lust their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. He said, you've had enough of the past of of those evil things that godless people enjoy. You've had enough of it. You're not no longer going to be able to enjoy doing those things. First Peter 4 and 4. It says, of course, your formal friends, you know, those friends you used to hang out with, are surprised when you no longer pludge 
into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. They're going. Your former friends are going to be surprised. They're going to want to know. Well, what happened to you? You you're born. You don't. You used to do this and you used to do that. They're going to be surprised when you no longer do those wild, destructive things that you used to do. They're going to be surprised. When they ask you what happened to you, tell them Ezekiel 36, 26. I had a heart transplant because the Lord took that stony heart out and he gave me his heart of flesh. I had a heart transplant. That's what happened to me. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus and I no longer do those things. 1 Corinthians 4, 4 says your former friends are going to be surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. So they will begin to talk about you. I'm telling you, go back and read this. This is the NLT, the New Living Translation. 1 Peter 4, I'm reading it. We're going line upon line, precept upon precept. This is what he's saying. He's saying, so when you no longer do the things that you used to do, your old friends, they're going to be like, What's wrong with you? You think you're too good. They're going to begin to slander you. He says, so they slander you because you no longer do what you used to do. That's okay because guess what? That's what Peter talked about yesterday about suffering for Christ's sake. When we're suffering for doing the right thing, he says for us to rejoice because truly that means what that means is, is that truly the glory of the Lord is resting upon us. That's what it means. It means that the glory of the Lord is resting upon us. It says, but remember that they will have to face God. You know, those, the ones that are slandering you and talking about you. First Peter four and five says, but remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the spirit. You know, Jesus went to hell when he died, right? He went to hell, you know, and he stripped the devil of his powers and he took the keys. He stripped them of all of his authority. (laughs) First Peter 4, 7. It says the end of the world is coming soon. Listen up, you guys. This is the word of God. This this is the word of God. He's talking to us. He said the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. It says most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sin. He said carefully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. He tells us to be open to hospitality. This is the word of the Lord. You know, guess what? Believers believe. Believers believe. They don't just read the word of God, but believers believe the word of God. He said the end of the world is coming soon. That's 1 Peter 4, 7. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to fast. It's time to fellowship. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sin. Carefully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. 1 Peter 4 and 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. God has gifted us. He's given us all a gift. 
the gift that comes from God. He said, use them well to serve one another. The purpose of our gift is to serve one another. It's not just, it's not enough just to have a gift, just to say I'm gifted, but God wants us to take the gift and use it to serve one another. That's the purpose of the gift, to serve one another. When we're not sharing our gift, then we're not operating in our gift. The gift is not just so I can say, hey, I'm gifted. No, the gift, and and, and as we share the gift, God will multiply it and cause it to grow. He gives seed to the sower. As we sow our gifts into the lives of others, God will multiply the gifts that have been sown, the seeds that have been sown. Be faithful over a little, and God will make you ruler over much more, right? He says, um, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. He said, cheerfully. This means we need to have a good attitude. He said, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. First Peter 4 and 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. I believe I have the gift of speaking. So I'm going to speak as though God is speaking through me. Listen, this is what First Peter 4 and 11 is saying to us. This is the word of the Lord, right? We're going line upon line, precept upon precept, okay? Believers believe. Oh, uh, my prayer is that our ears are open so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, that our eyes is open so we can see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Our heart is open so we can receive the rhema word, right? We can receive the word. And then God, thank you for wisdom to do the work. Then he said, do you have the gift of speaking? First Peter 4, 11. Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He says suffering. This is entitled suffering for being a Christian. It says, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. Think it not strange. <laughs> One translation say, think it not strange at, by the fiery trials that you, you know, that come against you. We're going to have tribulations. We're going to have trouble. Jesus said, in this world, we're going to have some trouble. We're going to have some tribulations. But if we keep our mind stayed on him, he has promised to keep us in his perfect peace. When we keep our mind stayed on him, he has promised to keep us in his his perfect peace. He said, instead, be very glad. Instead of uh, be, being surprised at the fi- fiery trials you're going through, as if something strange was happening to you, 1 Corinthians 4.12, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through, as if something strange was happening to you. Instead, listen, this is what he tells us to do about the fiery trials, about the trouble that, that we're going through. He says, instead, I want you to be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. He said, 
<laughs> he told us to be very glad, to rejoice about the fact that we're going through, because this means that we're sharing in Christ's sufferings. As he suffered in the flesh, so will we. So we need to arm ourselves likewise. Think it not strange when we go through these fiery trials, but instead he said we're supposed to be very glad because we're partakers. We're partaking in the life in the of, of Jesus Christ. As he suffered, as he suffered, we too will suffer in the flesh. Because our flesh is opposite to what God wants. So every time we say yes to God, it makes our flesh suffer. Because our flesh wants to do opposite to what the word of God says. First, um, First Peter 4.14. It says, if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. For the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. So one translation says that if you're being persecuted for Christ's sake, for righteousness, then rejoice because that means that the spirit of the Lord is resting upon you. Are you being insulted because you bear the name of Christ because you say you're a Christian because you believe in Jesus? Then he said, then you need to be rejoiced. Are you being called a holy roller by your family or whoever? It don't take all of that. Are you being outcast because of your faith and belief in Christ? Did he say rejoice? We need to rejoice because that means that the devil in them can see the God in you. That means that the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. It's nothing to be sad about. That's a good thing because the truth of the matter is we're not supposed to fit in. You know, Jesus did not come to conform. Jesus came to transform. So when he went into the atmosphere of the wine bitter, the sinner, the prostitute, he was on a mission. He wasn't there to fellowship with them. He was there to cast out the devils, to lay hands on the sick, to save those that was lost. You know, that's and that's our mission. We are the great mission. God tells us, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say go in the world and hang, uh, go into the world to hang with them. He said go into the world to preach the gospel. So if the Lord is leading you into an atmosphere because sin or sin, right? This is who he came for. He came to seek and save those that were lost. And we're all called to win souls. He that winneth souls is wise, right? If we want the wisdom of God, start uh, winning souls. God will give you wisdom, wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. Sin or sin, this is what the world, this is who Jesus said. He said, I did not come for those as well. I came for those as sick. It's not about hanging around unsaved people. When you're around a group of unsaved people, you should be the light in the midst of that darkness, not conforming and doing what they're doing, not engaging in that conversation. If people don't want God, shake the dust from your feet and go on and pray for them. Jesus said, if you go somewhere and your peace return unto you, let that be a testimony against them. But if they say, girl, come on in, let's fellowship, let's suck. Because the same way you, God wants to convert them, they want to convert you. <laughs> when a person does not want Christ, do not cast your pearls among swines. Because a pig does not know what to do with pearls. He's going to trample on them. Stop casting your words to people that don't want God. Pray for them. And move on. Because we know, according to 2 Corinthians, I think is 8 and 8 or 8 and 3, says that the reason people don't believe is because the God of this world has blinded their minds. So our prayers would be, Father, take the blinders off their mind there so they can receive 
they can uh, receive your word. Take the blinders off their eyes so they can see the blinders, you know, open their ears so they can hear. You know, this is where we need to be fervent in prayer. It's the devil that's got them blind. That's got them not wanting to see. So um, let your light so shine because our actions really do speak louder than our words. People can see a light. Right. Sometimes people can't hear us because they see us because our lifestyle has got to correspond with what the word of God is saying. It says, if you are insulted because of Christ, then we need to rejoice. If you suffer, however, it must not be for a murderer, for stealing, making trouble or prying into other people's affairs or being a busybody or meddler in other people's body. But it is but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. He said, praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. He said, but if you're suffering for doing the wrong thing, for being a murderer, stealing, making trouble of a meddler, a busybody in other people's business, he said, then that's not the right kind of suffering. God is not getting any glory out of that, okay? But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. He said, praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. When they're calling you, when you're suffering for doing the right thing, and I'm talking about the right thing being God's thing. When you suffer for righteousness sake, he said, rejoice, because that means that the spirit of the living God is resting upon you. In other words, the devil can see the God in you. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Do not compromise your call. Do not com- do not come down off the wall. Do not come down. The apostle Paul said, "I become all things to all men, but not disobeying God." In other words, if you ask me, if, for example, if you say I have to take my shoes off to come into your house, I'm going to take my shoes off. That's not a sin. If this is what I have to do to get to you, to tell you about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'll take those shoes and those socks off too. If this is going to give me access into your presence to be able to tell you about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ, because God is always our goal and we should always be about the father's business. And I'm telling you right now, I always have agenda. I have an agenda. Jesus is my agenda. I'm telling you right now, if you see me with anybody and they don't know Christ, I am up to something. I have an agenda. My agenda is God's agenda. My agenda is Jesus. And we must always be about the Father's business. I'm telling you, I'm going to always lead you to him. I'm going to always lead you to Christ. Because I promise you, I cannot be there every time you call. But I know someone who can. And his name is Jesus. We have to point people to Christ. Point people to Christ. Right? It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. In him, you know, Colossians told us that our life is complete. In him, our lives are hidden in Christ. We're complete in him. We're complete in him. So now we're going to go. We're almost finished here. Proverbs, 1 Peter, excuse me, 1 Peter 4, 17. It says, for the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible faith awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news. Judgment begins at the house. It begins with us. It begins with the believers. This is where it's going to start. This is where it's going to begin. And it's already, he's revealing, he exposing. It's, it's like he said, the Lord is coming soon, right? He's coming. 
So we need to make sure that our life is in alignment and that we learn to be obedient. When the word of the Lord come to us, whether it comes to a donkey, a dog, a cow, our children, a stranger, a drunk, or whoever, he said, my sheep know my voice. Anything that God created, he can command. So let's quit being dismissive of people because they don't look the way you think they look. They don't act the way you think they act. Because if you know the voice of the Lord, I mean, he talks to my grandkids all the time. I, he, I know the voice. He said, my sheep know my voice. He used a donkey to warn a prophet. He said, if you don't praise him, he said, if we don't praise him, guess what he said? He said, he'll make the rocks cry out. Anything God created, he can command. Quit being dismissive. Quit being prideful. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so we can hear when God is speaking through someone. He can, whatever God created, he can command. And he loves us so much that if he has to make a donkey speak for us to believe to so we can hear like he did the prophet, he can make that donkey speak. He can make a dog talk. He can make a cat talk. Anything that God created, he can command. That's quit being humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, it's time to be obedient. It's time to do what the word of the Lord is saying. Um, 1 Peter 4 and 18. And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, if you, which means what? If we're suffering for righteousness sake, if we're suffering for doing good, that's the manner that pleases God. When we're suffering for doing the right thing, not the wrong thing. He said, keep on doing what is right. If you're suffering for doing the right thing, he said, keep on doing what's right and trust your lives to God who created you for he will never fail you. If you're suffering for doing the right thing, keep on doing the right thing. Don't come up off of it. How many of you know that there's a reward attached to the word of God? There is a reward attached to the word of God. In this world, we're going to have some trouble. When we're getting in trouble, the Lord says that he is a present help in our time of trouble. So when we in trouble, what we do is we say, Holy Spirit, help me, Lord. Give me wisdom. Because if this is a test for you, you're going to continue to take it until you pass it. So what we have to do is say, Lord, give me wisdom because I don't want to be this way. There's no shortcuts. We're going to have to take the test and we can't cheat because we have to learn the lesson. He will give you a cheat sheet because he's not trying to hide anything from us. He may put people in your lives and tell you what to do. But at the end of the day, you got to do the work. We got to do the work. I got to do the work. You can, it doesn't matter how many preachers or teachers or nothing else I listen to. At the end of the day, I am going to have to do what the word of God say. I'm going to physically have to do it. Because until I do what he say, I'm being disobedient. How many of you know that rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft? Because rebellion says, I know what you said, but I don't care about what you say. I'm going to do exactly what I want. If you're suffering for righteousness sake, for doing good, 
Think it not strange when fiery trials come against you. The devil don't like you, okay? He don't like us. He was cast out of heaven. I think it's in, it's in Revelation 7 or 12 somewhere where there was a fight that broke out in heaven and that old serpent, the dragon, was cast down from heaven into the earth. The war is still going on. And Ephesians 6 and 12 tells me, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness, right? So let's ask God for wisdom to do warfare because it's, it's here. It's now. We are in a war. I am declaring to you. I am. De- we are in DEFCON 4. We are in war. We are in a spiritual warfare. And if we don't put the word of God in our heart, we're going to be in a war without a weapon because we know that the word of God clearly tells us that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Every time we speak the word, we stab the enemy, right? The word of God, it is our weapon of warfare. I got to ask you, do you have your weapon? We have to put on the full armor of God. It's not enough just to have the helmet on, just to know I'm saved. The helmet of salvation. Uh, We need to have the breastplate of righteousness. We need to know that we are in right standings with God because we cannot stand before an enemy in condemnation. We're going to have to stand before the devil in confidence, understanding and knowing that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me, that I am, that he who knew no sin became sin because so I could be in right standings with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ paid that debt. We owed a debt. I owed a debt. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the silver, the gold. I didn't have what it take to pay for it. So he came and he gave his life and he shedded his blood and he died on the cross and he paid that debt with his life and his blood. He paid, he became a ransom. Go back and read 1 Peter 3, where it talks about Christ became our ransom. He paid the debt that we could not pay. Now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because he who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. I I just want you to know that you're really all right. That the only thing that's suffering is the flesh. You're you're okay. You're all right. Put on your garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and just begin to praise the Lord and watch those demons have to leave you alone. Don't let the devil torment you. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And you know, I don't preach myself happy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your encouraging word. Thank you, Father, for your rhema word, your revealed word, Father. We thank you that this word, it will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish those things whereunto it has been sent in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. We're getting ready to end it here, you guys. You guys be so blessed, be encouraged. And like I always say, keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. You guys make sure that you hit that like button and hit that little bell over there on the side so you can subscribe so that when I come on YouTube live, you'll know that I'm here. Okay. You'll get the notification. Share this, uh, share this video. 
Um, Take the word and help spread the word. There's a lot of ways to spread the word. Share it. Share it with someone. Alrighty. But you guys be blessed, be encouraged. And you guys remember to subscribe to my podcast. I'm I'm recording it right now. Arthur Perley Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. It's a lot of different ways to get the word. But most of all, make sure that when we go off this line, that you open up your Bible or your podcast or Kindle, whatever. I pray that you will and that you would read it for yourself. What's your take on it? What is the Lord saying to you? We have to do the assignment. We have to study ourselves to show ourselves approved so we ourselves can rightfully divide the word of truth. We know that if we go to school, we got to do our own work. So let's get in the word of God. It's so important that we get the word of God and we put in the heart. Because when God and his word is one and when we don't have time for God, when we don't have time for the word, we're saying we don't have time for God. Okay, let's come on back. Come on, come on. Let's encourage one another. Come, let's sup, let's fellowship, let's reason together. I want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you to, if you can't, go back. Take time. It's not that we don't have time. We just got to make time. It's not that we don't have time. We just choose not to make time. We have to make time for God like God makes time for us, okay? He loves us so very much, and he wants to fellowship with us. I'm ending it here. You guys be so blessed. Be so encouraged. And remember, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Till tomorrow. Alrighty. Or later this day. I think I'm going to go back on again today. I want to finish up the uh, book of Peter. Okay. Till next time. Love you. Thank you, Nisi. Did you hit that like button and that subscribe button? Yes, I see you. Alrighty. Whoever's on here, I can't see you guys right now. I can't see you in the chat. Um, All messages are visible. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. Love you.